0: Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun
1: Hello, welcome to Wrestling
2: Should Be Fun's podcast This is episode number 38 and we're very very excited here because this is going to be our Progress Chapter 127 edition with a round table featuring the current Progress Tag Team Champion, Nick Riley, is gonna be in the house a bit later. When we get onto the round table, we're gonna have a bit of a Royal Rumble theme with people coming in intermittently at different stages of a buzzer. Um, I'm sure that Phil can sort that out in the edit, right? Right, <laughs> well, appreciate it. Um, currently in the house, it's just me, Ross Casey, and Con Man Matt Connolly. How are you doing, Matt? I'm very good. Um, I'm at remiss to mention off the bat that Roman Reigns is currently at 501 days as champion, which means he's two days away from the record as we're recording, which means when this goes out, Roman Reigns might be the longest universal champion of all time. I'm just completely beating home the point that I got that prediction right, basically. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and fair play to you, that that was a fantastic pick, and we were just talking off air there about. Looks like what like one of your predictions for 2022 may well be coming in with Revolution main event possibly being Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Well, yeah, let's let's not jinx it before it's happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, if it, if it is, the main thing is, regardless of my prediction or not, I'm looking forward to it because if it's the main event, they are going to go all out. No pun intended, and it's going <laughs> to be bananas, right? Like those two have already shown they can put on an insane match. So they're going to try and up that. And they're both talented enough to put on... A yeah, I wonder, a if, barnstormer. I wonder if it's going to be a straight-up match or if they're going to have a stipulation, a cage or something. Yeah, I mean, where can they go from fucking... Was it a death match last... What yeah, was the light like, match, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where they go, but I'm excited. If it does main event, then it will be bananas. So, yeah, very excited if it does come in. Big time. Okay, so let's crack on with... The call-up sheet for episode number 38 right we've only got a few uh, this week Con man but some good ones hit me We're gonna start with a guy who goes by the name of Ace but his handle is your boygie <laughs> your boygie. So it's your boy with two eyes, two G's and two Y's. Your boy, yeet. Your boy, yeet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, he's given us something, but he hasn't given us anything at the same time. <laughs> I don't know what we do with that. I mean, he sounds like a frat boy. Sounds like a frat with, boy. With um, that sort of intro. He's called himself Ace, and he's got a picture of SpongeBob SquarePants as a profile picture. So listen, if he thinks he's the ace, we'll give him Tanahashi one-off match but he is getting squashed in eight minutes <laughs> but he does have an awesome um, theme tune with spongebob
0: Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? <laughs> yeah awesome.
2: we'll, we'll get in that yeah that's fine <laughs> uh next up we've got festus berry the rural juror crunch so the rural juror is a <laughs> 30 rock joke i'm pretty sure that's what this guy is uh, referring to the Nine. rural juror Um, so that is why Dom should be on the podcast because that's a 30 Rock joke and I know Dom's a big 30 Rock fan absolutely so I think he is so yeah can we just give him a 30 Rock gimmick I don't know what 30 Rock gimmick is but if he's got a 30 Rock joke in the middle of his name I like the fact that he's also mentioned that he's going to kick the dictionary's ass so he's going to have really good diction he's going to have a fantastic wordplay on his promos and he also calls himself mostly harmless so So it's just like a mid-card act that's really good on the mic yeah, we'll go with that. that. That sounds good to me. Nice. Festus Berry. Great name. <laughs> Festus Berry is a pretty decent wrestling name, to be fair. Not the first Festus in wrestling, though. Unfortunately. <laughs> Next up, we've got John K.O. Jimenez, who says never give up, and he's from the United States. If that isn't the UFC gimmick, I don't know what the fuck is. <laughs> like, that is the most open goal. UFC gimmick. He's put KO in the middle there, not he? Yeah. He's, he's leading us down a way that I think I'm going to take. Yeah, I can see him in um, a Lion's Den match against Dan Seven. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's definitely coming in thinking he's Charlie Big Bollocks and getting dealt with. Again, <laughs> we're, we're not putting anyone over this week. That's my plan. That is not happening. But um, yeah. Two more. Let's see if you can put any of these over. We've got Jeremy Perry who also goes by the tag of Hank Calhoun great name for a wrestler he's a proud husband and father of three he's a retired professional wrestler of 20 years Hank Calhoun oh fuck me EWF OCWA and ICW Pro Hall of Famer diehard Bears Balls and Cubs fan well I can't not put him over he's put himself over
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he's him!
2: I mean, he's retired the rest of 20 years. He's got to come back. He's... One more match. One more it, match. Uh, yeah, we're just having <laughs> Hank Calhoun come back. I'm sure. right? Well, I don't know the reference, but I'm pretty sure Hank Calhoun has got to be from something in media that we should know. Probably. Probably. Hank, Hank Calhoun World. sounds like he could be, you know, protégé of giant haystacks or something. Yes. Oh, yes. Maybe that's where I'm getting it from, 100%. But yeah. He's a father of three and he's 20 years in the business. I mean, we can't not put the guy over, right? He's going over and he's yeah. and he's gonna beat giant haystacks and he's gonna take that role. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, we've got Patrick Dam Harris. He goes by the handle of Harris Dam. And he says, even got some gabigol from our scooby doo from West Roxbury, Boston. He is the most mid-south sounding wrestler I've heard. Patrick <laughs> Patrick Dam Harris was it? Yeah. Sorry about your damn luck, Harris. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, again, <laughs> these people, they know what they're doing. they book themselves. And this is another example. So That's are we saying that he's, the, that he's the third member of Beer Money? Yes, or the third member of the Harris Brothers. Either way, I feel like it will turn out like puke. <laughs> yes, 100%. Huh? Oh, my God, he's
1: going to, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to puke. He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna be tough. He's, it's
2: a name that screams tough, right? Yeah, I think he'll be handy in like a street fight, not so good in a straight up wrestling match. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so that's your call up sheet for this week. Thanks everyone for asking for your shout out. We hope that you've enjoyed your new gimmicks. Sorry that we only put one person over. <laughs> but Listen, it's the names, it's all in the name. Everyone has a place on the cards you know not everyone can main event exactly <laughs> <laughs> and we'll give you a shout out um via dm to let you know that you've had your shout out later in the week let's move along to what the nerds are watching whilst we introduce matt bromett
0: i've been watching you
1: i've been
0: watching you
2: Welcome along to the podcast, Matt Brummett. How you doing, Matt? Yeah, not too bad, lads. How about yourself? Yeah, very well, thanks. So, lads, it's been a fair while since the last podcast where we talked through Day One and Dynamite and uh, Raw and SmackDown and whatnot. We've had a lot of wrestling since then. We'll try and get as much done before Progress Tag Team Champion Nick Riley comes along to talk about Chapter 127. Anything that you want to start with, Brum?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I guess <laughs> spoilers. I saw Dynamite last na- uh, from from last night. Um, can I talk about that, or will it ruin your guys' day? I watched it last night as well. Matt, are you all right with me going ahead? I'll get spoiled. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you, you thought, Ross, but I thought that opening um probably come to the end. It wasn't the best dynamite ever, but that was um that opening segment was red hot, I thought. The opening segment, remind me what it was again? Cole, oh, Cole! Red Dragon, young oh, Hooks, yes, yes, friend, yes, yes. Chris Satlander, yes. and yeah. then Britt Baker. D-L-D. Yeah.
2: It was basically a place to make sure that brit baker now is part of that group isn't it which is fun, which is fantastic
0: yeah and, and, and i actually quite like how it wasn't done with a, a particularly big fanfare you know i think just all right yeah this is this is the new normal i thought it was a a nice kind of mature way of approaching it so
2: yes and also plays into something that me and matt have already spoken about with his pick of potentially Britt baker and thunder rose the headlining revolution is this a way to enforce the fact that she's a main event player?
0: Yeah. Because she was like kind of almost like stood to the front of the group, though, wasn't she, when they did the the, the the segment later? So, yeah, I think so. But, but I think that was, yeah, I thought it was done well. What, what, um, I guess the probably the, the segment, I'm not necessarily going to do these in order, but just thoughts that come to mind. Possibly the more divisive segments was Punk Wardlow. I really enjoyed how that was booked. I don't know what you thought, Ross. I just think
2: they booked themselves into a bit of a hole. And- yeah there was no way of really winning because they had to hit too many story beats. Punk couldn't lose the match. Wardlow had to have the match him in some way, but also not look too stupid. So by enforcing the fact through commentary that Wardlow was just doing a job, he's a paid henchman. MGF was telling him what to do. He didn't look stupid, but the one thing that I did find frustrating is Punk getting six was it six power bombs in the ring? I think it was seven. And then a power oh, no, bomb. yeah, yeah, sorry, six, six plus the one on the outside. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. And then, albeit a slow 10 count, to, like, get back in the ring at 10. I don't know. There's a little bit of Supercena about that that annoys me. Mm. Uh, but, like I said, um, they put themselves in just a situation where they had to hit a lot of beats. So it was almost impossible to put that in a way that
0: would please everyone, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I thought again, I, I thought, based on that, I thought I was... Quite happy with it because Punk's, you know, like not the idea is Punk isn't strong on offense at the moment in this kind of stage of his career necessarily. So, him kind of being completely dominated by Wardlow, I thought was probably a good move. Yeah. Um, and so he basically uh, got a visual pin, right? Yeah. 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 And the, and they advanced enough the, the storylines around it. Yeah. I, I, I thought quite liked it. Yeah. Um, My only slight gripe was the
2: fact that there was the Super Cena side to it and then they booked the Dynamite to have. Hobbs-Dante straight after it and Taz mm-hmm. on commentary said, Hobbs' job here isn't to win the match, it's to hurt Dante Martin and it was like, that was the exact same story that they are trying to tell in the previous story, like, it would have been good to maybe break that up a bit, like, it was just felt like I was watching the same match Yeah, that's that's fair,
0: but surely every, every positive or, or negative or anything on um, Dynamite is assert that we're going to have that coal chamber waster who needs to sort <laughs> his life out because he's an <laughs> old man getting in a title picture, right? In Lance Archer. Well, he
2: warrants it for surviving that bloody moonsault. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that is fair. That
0: is fair. I'll give him that.
2: Can I ask a question as you guys are both a bit more plugged into Dynamite than me? I watched the um, special at the weekend and I watched Dynamite last week, but I didn't watch this week yet. And I was kind of going to offer towards an apology of sorts because I've slated AEW more than most really for like not putting a highlighting the women's division and I'm not sure what the episode this week was to be fair but I felt like there were multi-amount of stories going on in that division right now am I being too like keen in my praise or are they turning the corner
0: with like the women's division potentially I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily go as extreme as that but things definitely seem to be better even like kind of tangentially things like Julia Hart this week for example looked to be teasing. Uh, there might be a tease there of her uh, essentially joining the the house of black or whatever it's called. So, but yeah, there does seem to be potential features. I think it'll be interesting to see where it sits in a few months, but yeah, I don't know what you think of us. Definitely. Um, Specifically um, Rampage has been used
2: to really highlight the women's roster, hasn't it? So which, it feels like for the first time in a while there's a bunch of feuds, but I mean, again, I am uh, looking deep at Deep Cedar actually
0: with, with, yeah I didn't even think about di- yeah actually there are a few Matt when you think about it when my brain stops being lazy yeah I think I think I think maybe you got a point there mate. Serena's deeps just the best, isn't she as well? That interview with JR last
2: week was pretty good, but I didn't see this week. But last week that interview was pretty good.
0: On the Julia Hart thing, Ross Brody King, I thought that was a quite a well done debut. Yes,
2: I think it was supposed to happen last week, right?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. But, but do, do you know why it didn't?
2: I'm assuming because of the injury to Phoenix, right? Oh, yeah, shit, of course, yeah. Because they were playing around with, with the lights throughout that main event, weren't they? Just on oh, makes sense, actually. I didn't think of that. And then nothing happened, which was, I think, due to the fact that they had to get help out to Phoenix. Big fan of him. Hopefully, it's the start of big tag push for
0: the pair of them. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he, he moves to the tag division. They hinted at it, obviously, they're using like a, a tag finisher. So that, that points towards it, doesn't it? They're current PWG champions, right? Uh, yeah, yes, we are. Nice, but cool. PWG is a bit like where it's obviously a different world in terms of how how they book things over there. That, that I think probably for Black to be a serious part of the tag division, he'd probably have to do a considerable less amount of single stuff in AW. But yeah, yeah. I can't imagine
2: that AW would copy any of the PWG tag team champions like. Young Bucks or Lucha (laughs) Brothers. There's no way PWG would ever influence AEW. Not Red
0: Dragon. (laughs) But the the big question, I think, for me coming out of Dynamite is, is Pat going to wrestle blindfolded? (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Well, his sense the heightened (laughs) now. Yeah, is it like, like a Daredevil thing? Do you reckon they've got some? And I don't know enough about... Textiles. I don't own a haberdashery or anything, but is there like, can you get like a, a like some fancy gauze, which looks like you, you can't see out of it, but it's mostly opaque or something? I don't know. Like, so, because that would be an amazing visual, right?
2: Whatever it is, I know JCH is going to come in this podcast and try and defend it's match of the year because <laughs> he bloody loves pack. And then a big part of um, Dynamite this week was the showdown between Jericho and Kingston, which appears to be. The fight for LAX.
0: Yeah, them two and Rachel Stevens fighting over them. <laughs> um, I think Rachel Stevens
2: has made her feelings clear, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's fighting for it anymore. I think she's already <laughs> said sweet dreams to it. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I thought it was a bit... Uh, I, I didn't particularly like the finish. The whole Eddie Jericho kind of pushing each other. It, it felt a little bit lame. I think it was overall quite a, a... I know quite a few things. That so was a pretty placid episode of Dynamite, actually, by their standards. I thought it was too,
2: but still hit plenty of Dory beats, which is brilliant for yeah. them. Do you think it's going to ultimately be the, like, end of the Inner Circle, this story?
0: Inner Circle. I mean, about fucking time, if it is. The Inner Circle served its purpose a long time ago, and... I think the idea it was supposed to be... I think it was supposed to be disbanded, if you believe the dirt sheets, but they held on to it for a while. Yeah, sh- surely it's got to the end of it.
2: Which will mean that we'll see Jericho in, in the Rumble,
0: right? <laughs> like, it, that's... As stupid as it sounds, like, that's not wild. <laughs> like, no. Because no. it's Jericho. Like, it
2: could happen. I know that we spoke about it in the in the podcast last week, and it feels a bit more and more like it
0: may happen. Yeah. I think the actual, I think the problem with Jericho is, like, it actually loses its luster a bit. Like, Jericho could come on at, like, 75 minutes as a sub for Swindon, and I'd be like, oh, didn't I didn't expect that, but I would get a massive pop out of me. You know? <laughs> Jericho, it's what he does, isn't it? What
2: Which about if is- it played his titantron first?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, would, I would pop that.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, with AW, one final point, I know you want to move on to, like, other wrestling, but I know it was a week
0: ago, and we
2: haven't done a pod, though. But Hangman Bryan, early match of the year, Canada. Oh,
0: or? so good, wasn't it?
2: Just, so, I didn't so see good. the first one because I'm awful. But that match was unreal.
0: Yeah, I don't know which one I prefer. If I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure. Maybe the first one. Not much in it.
2: I think the second one for me personally. I love the fact that um, Brian Danielson like ran the gauntlet of beating all the guys in the dark order and he used different holds and moves to do it and in that match he hit all of them on hangman and then hangman managed to kick out and then finally hit his finisher and win so i think it just told that like story arc brilliantly
0: it also just crowns Paige in such a huge way doesn't it like he is the world champion and the best wrestler in the company in that but, i mean in a sorry to use a term, but like kayfabe way it's like he is the he is the boss man you know so yeah it's oh, just outrageously good
2: it's my match of the year so far but so i just wanted to say that before we moved on
0: to all the other yeah. stuff yeah and, and it's the 30th of january it's the other couple. yeah exactly yeah after
2: two weeks where there's been about approximately 50 match of the year candidates because there's been so much wrestling though quite right to point that out actually matt it was an absolute dream of a match Come on, man! did you want to talk about hard to kill i will cover hard to kill in three minutes tops Hard to Kill is the best impact show that no one's going to talk about this year. So I want to cover it a bit. There wasn't a bad match on the card. There were seven matches. The Iconics were also meant to interested on this card. They didn't. It would have only added to what was a brilliant card. There was the X Division match, all the women, brilliant. There was the main event, Mickey and Diona. They had a great death match by any standard. It was a shame that they didn't hit a couple of spots because it could have been one of the matches of the night. But there was a couple of spots that didn't quite land. If they landed, it might have been match of the night. The whole card stacked. Uh, The triple threat for the title, Moose, Ryder, and W. Morrissey. On paper, that isn't a great match. It was. It was really good. I can't believe it was as good as it was. But the three matches I wanted to talk about mainly that were just insanely good were, firstly, Trey Miguel defending the X Division title against Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin was a nobody in WWE. He's a somebody in Impact. That match was so good. They made Macklin look like a monster. Miguel sold like an absolute freak. It was brilliant. I have no deep analysis apart from just saying adjectives there. It was brilliant. Then after that, you had Gresham defending the running of honour title against uh, Chris Sabin. I don't even have to describe that. You know what that match looked like. They grappled each other for 15 minutes. It was great. And then after that, probably match of the night, Josh Alexander and Jonah went to war.
0: That's one that I've seen get
2: a bunch of Such a good match. I mean, Impact don't really generally put on matches as good as this. And that's from coming from someone who watches Impact all the uh, specials. And I like Impact. I think it's a really good product that gets a bit of shit that it doesn't deserve. The Jonah-Josh Alexander match was really good. They went in the crowd. And the story told with Josh Alexander having to dig deep, deep to get the result. I just think the whole baby deserved praise, especially the Alexander-Jonah match. Brum, you said you saw that match. We well, was in love no. with it as I am.
0: No, no, sorry, I haven't. I was saying I, oh. said, I saw that that match seemed to get a lot of hype from the card. And g- generally the, the c- couple of bits that I saw, because I think you mentioned something about it and I was like, oh, what should I check out? But yeah, the response seemed to be really good overall. But that match in particular, people said it was really good. Yeah, I have nothing deep
2: beyond what I just said, apart from just eulogising about how great it was. But I honestly think that might be the best impact show I've seen since they called themselves Impact, definitely. It was, a, it was a great show. I watched it obviously live and didn't feel sleepy once, which is a great showing. Just a quick one, Matt, two things for me. From what I read, because um, when I hear the name Trey Miguel, I think of flips and trips and things. Yeah. But apparently the match with Macklin was an absolute bomb burning, like strong stuff. It was. Yeah. Yeah, Miguel did try the flips and Macklin just went, not having that mate, and just <laughs> round and pound him. But Miguel would throw out, like, you know, the bigger uh, the big corner dive that Ricochet does? Over yeah, yeah, yeah. Miguel threw one of them out. Miguel dived on him in the crowd as well. I know they did that spot again in the Alexander Jody match, but it worked that they did it double here. Macklin is, honestly, Macklin's way better than his NXT slash main roster run show. Macklin looks like a fucking problem in Impact. Like, he ground and pound the fuck out of Miguel here. He was the star of the match, even though he got beat. That's his first loss in Impact as well. He is yeah, so really he's good. Now, he's really good. And storyline-wise, he can now no longer try and win that title, right? Yeah, he's done now for that belt. But he's really good. Like I can't stress that. I compl- I would completely accept someone telling me that he's no good based on his run elsewhere. But he was way above the level he's shown before for me. This awesome. was a great match. Which is exactly what you want from someone who's recently released, isn't it? I'd like show that I'm fire. Hundred percent, but I won't go on about impact because there's about three hundred million other things. One last happening. thing on impact, though. What was your and also the crowd reaction for the Ring of Honor invasion stuff? Oh yeah, that was cool. I mean, it came after a match which was kind of like, for me, the weakest match, but only because it goes on forever. Like it was like a pool measure of all games. Like right, right. Uh, it was the Good Brothers and Eric Young's group versus all the people that hate them, <laughs> all the baby <laughs> faces. So like. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool that Ring of Honor are there. And like I bloody love Mike Bennett, so him turning up was cool. I was like, yeah, cool, Ring of Honor are here. Like, it's a cool storyline for them to go down. But they're going to do another one of these big weapony matches. And that will kind of be a nice palate cleanser, but it won't be the thing that I look forward to most in Impact. Yeah, But yeah, it's, it's really cool. I don't want to downplay it. It is cool. Rum, now that we've covered Impact, did you want to talk about Wrestle Kingdom? I think Con has seen Wrestle Kingdom too, so that's perfect. I even watched The Third Day for some reason. <laughs> yeah.
0: 1.4, 1.5. Wrestle Kingdom 60 in Tokyo Dome. I got really excited when the concept of day three was announced, but then when I saw the card roll, just multi mans, I was like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna avoid this. Yeah, I mean, it's the uh, the weakest Wrestle Kingdom considerably since I've been watching it, but that's not uh, a knock. I think the only thing, Ross, if you were short on time, that I'd say watch would be. Akada Osprey is the one to watch. Oh, there's... that's
2: interesting, Bram. Do you think that was a step up from the night one main
0: event? Yeah, it was. Yeah, the, the night one match was. Uh, there's an argument Akada and Shingo, the two best wrestlers in the world. I, I'm, I'm not going to make that argument, but it's a it's a reasonable one. So obviously, it was a very very good match. I just wasn't as captivated by it as I was Osprey versus Akada, which I just thought was yeah better. Fundamentally better, and and I thought the um and just probably because we haven't seen a lot of Will for a while, it was a uh, yeah nice to um yeah just yeah just watching him him and Akada do what they do fantastically. I thought it was really good. Probably not as good as everyone else thought it was, but it's still definitely definitely worth a watch. But yeah, like I said in the other ones, if you have a little bit more time, Shingo Akada is as you probably expect, and for not all the right reasons, uh, Tanner Kenta. Oh, um, yes, 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 yes. But that, that was interesting, yeah, enjoyable. But I, for me, apart from those three, I don't think there's anything worth going out of your way to watch on that card. Um, I don't
2: know if they've kayfabed it, but they announced on New Japan that in that match, Kenta dislocated his hip. Oh, Kenta's done. Like, I, he I mean, is
0: we, done. <laughs> that was just unbelievable. Oh, I realised I told a horrible lie. Fucking, the highlight for me is uh, Shibata. Yeah, I was just, about to mention it if you didn't, Brum. So don't. yeah, sorry, my, my, I just had a brain fart there. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, Shibata and Arita just gripped. yeah, oh, just so happy to see him back. Oh, but yeah, that's it. So it's, to, um, to
2: jump yeah. all over the place. The ending to Tanahashi Kenta is, oh, I don't know how you felt, Brum, watching it. I felt a bit uncomfortable with the bump Kenta took. Right. Yeah. It was yeah. a nasty bump. Right. Like it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't one of them where like you're like oh well at least the matches are like. I was like, oh, Kent has took that like an arsehole there. What the fuck yeah. is
0: going on here? It's just strange, wasn't it?
2: Try yeah. and explain it for someone like me who hasn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you'll do a better job than me.
0: No, nah, go on, Mark. This is... You, you, you're, you're the poor Kent
2: fell off... Kent got the extraordinary big ladder out. He went all Jeff Hardy. Okay. Yeah. And he got the big, big ladder out. And then he took a bump off of that onto... Was it a, a bin? Like a trash can? Or was yeah. it a table? Yeah, I, no, I
0: thought it was a table. I might have made it up. Maybe it was like
2: a, what, however, a he table. took it. He hit it head first, and like his his face didn't look right afterwards. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then and then he got finished with the high fi flirt, but um, but like but it was not yeah, just
0: it was not it was just how his whole body landed and everything. It was just, yeah, just
2: it was rough, weird, it was horrible really bump. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, I spoke to Nineties about it as well, and he was like the same. Like they put on a show at the end of that match, but.
0: Whether it's safe,
2: I don't know. <laughs> sounds a bit like a crash test dummy, you know? It no. was rough. It was rough. But, um, you know, it's kind of that thing where you go, well, it, I presume that's what Kendall wanted to do. It, it looked good, but it was rough. Yeah, maybe it's that, like, here's Wrestle Kingdom moment vibe. Yeah. I thought, Brum, I thought your, because um, I spoke to you separately, I thought your analysis, day 1, with the main event was really interesting. I don't even know if you wanted to unpack that here or not. Yeah,
0: I I can't remember what... um, what About it being just, like,
2: a great match, but I've seen it kind of
0: thing, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it's... I've kind of talked about it a lot on here, really, about that just... That's just what New Japan is these days, isn't it? It's like... I I, I think the example I used was, like... Del Boy falling through the bar on Only Fools and Horses, you know what I mean? I think we're on a winner here, three. All right. Play it nice and cool, son. Nice and cool, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's an iconic and funny bit, but, like, the eighth time you watch it, it's still... It's just the same bit. And even if you have, like, Daniel Day-Lewis and, like, Mark Rylance as Dell Boy and Trigger, you know, the two best actors ever, it's still going to be... <laughs> Del Boy falling through a bar, which you've seen a hundred million times, and Trigger makes a face. And and I just, yeah, and that's just what New Japan main events feel like me now. They've, they've, they've been using their tweaked version of the King's Road style main event for so long now, and it's worked for so long because it's a brilliant format and they've had so many outrageously brilliant wrestlers and still do. But there's only so long I can I can watch that shit for. And no matter how good it is, and I know that's probably a bit twatty, but it's the truth.
2: Wrestle Kingdom, reviewed by Stuart Lee. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Slash (laughs) slash
2: extras, slash extras.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because that wasn't actually the, the point I was making. i probably should do a different example because it is a Stuart Lee. But do you know what I mean? Like It's like an, icon- an iconic moment that you see, and like, people say, like, oh, that was brilliant probably the first time you watch it. And then the more and more you're like, oh, I'm just kind of used to that now. And no matter who are the people delivering it, it just is what it is. So.
2: I, For the record, I preferred the day one main event to day two, but I don't think there was much match between them.
0: And by the way, that's um, I'd actually probably take Matt's um, review as, as more accurate than mine because... Ennui was too much of a factor in my analysis. That it, you know, it, just because I thought the Will Okada match felt a bit fresher, and I I obviously this, They had like that absolute banger. One, two years now, one. I liked ago. um,
2: I liked Akada feigning the um stormbreaker. That was my
0: favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was a bunch of actually lovely little, little spots, and also they were just like, yeah, like some of their little sequences going at hundred miles an hour and doing things crisp was just beautiful to watch, and, and not not that. That didn't happen in, in Shingo, a card or anything. But I just kind of got more from it from that match. So
2: does it? Two two nerdy wrestling fans moan that two brilliant matches aren't quite as good as they hope they. Were. <laughs> but,
0: but, but actually, I think my point is they probably they probably were as good, and they will probably were 100, no,
2: percent
0: and, and actually, if I watch, you know, like so people say, you know, oh, is that better than? Like Omega and Okada, the series of matches, I think, are the best series of wrestling matches of all time. But if I'd have seen that Shingo-Okada match first, if I'd have seen that in, you know, 2015 or, you know, the, the osprey card one, I'd probably say they're the best matches ever but because we're now watching them in 2022 after yeah. I keep watching that. It's just not the, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just the same. Not saying no,
2: i completely agree. I, I, yeah, I was being funny, but yeah, like I just want to make the point that like even when New Japan put on bangers, now we're still not completely satisfied. Which I don't know how
0: we solve that problem. But you like, like yeah. I, well, I, I, they have just got to they can still do those matches, but that can't be every fucking main event. <laughs> have just like have Akada's next one. Him just like you, it's no, Naito, just, right? He's got Naito again, right? Yeah, I I would fucking I would have. A carder squash Naito in about four or five minutes. Yeah. Because um, Naito is got, and I know that he's got his lovers, and that's fine. You know, nothing wrong with being a fan of someone, but he has been stale for years and years. He needs something. And, you know, him having a competitive match with a carder and getting beat after 31 minutes is who the fuck needs to see that again? Just have him get cocky with a carder early on and get Rainmaker twice and pinned after like four or five minutes, and everyone will be like, what the fuck? And then you can actually do something. And then what? New Japan gets buzz. Um, Akada's fucking boss man. No one knows what's going to happen with his main event. So it's like, what does Naito do now? Like, it just, you know, it's not fucking hard, is it? What I'm you, doing is, what what you do is, is,
2: you go Cody Rhodes, and you have Naito wear the T-shirt in that match, losing <laughs> losing three minutes, <laughs> then take the T-shirt off and leave it in the ring. <laughs> Ross, can I say for your sensibilities, I think Night O V
0: Cobb is right up your street, by the way. Oh, oh really? yeah, yeah. You'd like you'd like Night versus Cobb, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was a great,
2: it was a really good match, but I think it ticks all your NWA old school worker limb boxes. Oh yeah. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for, for the recommendation. I, I honestly, yeah, I think it's a great match as well. I'm not doing that just to panda. I think it was a it's one of the matches that will get lost in the card, but I think it was really good. Just quickly, I've got uh, like two little things to chat about for nerds watching. I watched SmackDown last week. SmackDown's been struggling recently. That roster, the draft has absolutely shafted them, plus the Jeff Hardy thing. Um, And Drew McIntyre's now injured as well but they gave 10 minutes to Naomi Charlotte and it's been a while since Naomi's been, able, like, been allowed to show off her wrestling chops. And she was excellent. Really enjoyed watching her work. And I really think that the storyline between her and Sonia, where they're basically doing Triple H, Daniel Bryan, is good, but obviously the, like, the crowd aren't behind Naomi as much as, as they were behind Daniel Bryan. I was going to say, Ross, do you think, are they going Naomi v Charlotte at Mania or is it Naomi, Sonia? Sonia, surely. I would probably have Naomi either lose the chamber or the Rumble through nefarious means and then that the final straw sort of thing. I agree. I just wondered where you were at with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, she was excellent in that match. And obviously, in like in the ring with Charlotte will help that. She's one of the best in the world, if not the best. And a quick shout out to NXT, who I think after struggling along and losing fans through the transition from black and gold to
1: multi-colour.
2: I think a lot of those wrestlers should get a pat on the back. for A lot of those characters are big, big characters, and they're pretty much all in. They're all throwing themselves into those characters. They know what those characters are. They're doing their best to get those characters over. And specifically in the arena itself, they have got over. And it's just a matter of time to get the TV audience over because it's just an element now where the TV show is decent. The wrestling by and large is different to what it was in black and gold, where it was like 10 minute match, 12 minute match, 18 minute match. It's now kind of four minute match, three minute match, five minute match, 10 minute match. Like it is different. I get it. But the TV show runs along like an absolute breeze. The characters are good. The characters are fun. The live crowd are hot. It's a decent show. And hopefully the teaming problems get less and less and less and they've built up breaker as the champion now grayson waller is a revelation i didn't quite get him when he first came in but at the moment absolutely loving him you've got wendy chu coming through as this bizarre character that's brilliant wrestler yeah so much to just wants
0: to have a nap
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: wasn't she the
2: xia lee character she was she was um may now she's now she's just, she's tired of that. So she's having an nap, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, obviously, Brum, I think you watched it as well, right? New Year's Evil was a really fucking good two hours of wrestling. I know we've not done a podcast since, uh, right? So, but no. New Year's Evil, big thumbs up. Three great matches on that, card.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think one interesting feedback of, of that show, I probably didn't like it as much. Like, like the neutral in me just kind of saw it was. It was good. I just, I just don't think I was bought into it because I didn't have probably the character investment that others did. But the, um, like the, the 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 women's triple threat match, which was had, uh, probably to be nice about it, had had a lot of issues. The crowd were just so supportive of them. And you're just like, oh, that's a great thing. And I thought the crowd were, you know, were fantastic. And it, not only in the good matches, but to, in that situation where, you know, there's a, a few things going wrong for the crowd to really get behind them. I think that's, a, that's just what you want to see in wrestling, isn't
2: it? Yeah, shout out to that crowd after years of being um, led astray, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we are now joined by Progress Tag Team Champion Nick Riley. Thanks so much for coming on,
1: Nick. How are you? Uh, no worries at all. Yeah, I'm very good. Looking forward to it. Good
2: stuff. Say hello to the two mats.
1: Hello, uh, <laughs> Matt. Matt.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, just uh, I have a few questions for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for people that don't know you, I've been doing a bit of research on you. Is it right? Yeah, there? go on. Is it right that you were um, based from Tibetan and that you started wrestling in 2009?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I was near, I'm near Tibet. or oh, that's where I started anyway. Um, and yeah, 2009. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah.
2: It's, <laughs> it's research- a struggle to remember,
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> I try and remember what year I started and how long I've been in it. And uh, after a while, the years, the years kind of just blur into one. So um, yeah, I think you're pretty spot on.
2: Perfect. And I've been looking through your cage match, an absolute dream of a podcaster's admin, is cage match. And I've seen yeah. that, um, that you've actually wrestled in Tiverton recently.
1: Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, so I was trained by uh, Joel Redman and the UK Dominator, and it was the UK Dominator's uh, retirement match. So we had that. Oh, that wow. was a good laugh.
2: Yeah. I only know of him through the pictures, and he's an absolute beast, isn't he? Isn't he? He's quite a monster. <laughs> Did you manage to get the slam in?
1: Yeah, just about. <laughs> um, it was frightening when I was a, was a young boy coming through and he, he was massive then, so. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. hasn't is, I just
2: looked on the cage match. Is that the English line,
1: Eddie Ryan? That's it, yeah, yeah. There we go. I've, um, yeah, I wrestled him many a time as well. He's a good <laughs> lad, Eddie. Yeah, so uh, um, obviously you've been going for? 12 years. Do t- you know, I take out the COVID year because, you know, n- to me, we didn't wrestle for that. what felt like a year anyway so i'm gonna call it 11.
2: still though that is a decent effort in the uh, uk
1: isn't it Um, yeah
2: obviously at the start of your tenure the uk scene was very different to what it blew up
1: definitely yeah i think um i was doing i was thinking the other day when when we were first traveling to shows we used to we wouldn't even have to I say it like it makes us sound really old, but 2009. We didn't always have smartphones, so you, if you wanted to get to a show, you drove into the city, and then you'd just find someone ask them where the venue was. It was that kind of, you know, <laughs> that's how mad it was to me. Like, yeah, now yeah. we just put it on our phones and we're there. But, yeah, it's crazy. What was the weirdest place that you've had to get to? <sighs> that's a good answer. Um, I don't think I've any been to anywhere that's been weird, but I... Um, there was like a few people at our training school that would go that this guy that went, uh, he had to go to like Gloucester and he ended up going to London because he had no idea where he was going. <laughs> um, yeah, he did. He did lots of things like that. Just about, I, I won't name him, but yeah. Just about 200 miles out. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly I don't even know how you go that way but that's how he was
0: it'd have to be um, a pretty big show I guess to ask someone there where the, yeah. where the show is running. yeah where's Gloucester oh right about <laughs> the other way
2: and looking through your cage match Nick I can see that you've yeah. um, wrestled for the Ring of Honour TV title in Cornwall versus Jay Lethal
1: yeah, I did. Do you know what? I completely forgot it was for that as well. Someone asked me about that match the other day. I was on a podcast. Great match. Loved it. Jay Leaf was class wrestler. Um, but yeah, I forgot he put that on the line. But I think <laughs> I had a title on the line as well. So it ended in you like did, a, yeah. a, a double a double finish or something. So none, no one won. I think <laughs> that's how we ended it. No one won apart from the fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> really good was...
2: for him. <laughs> And you've also f- uh, faced the likes of Will Ospreay, Martin Skell, yep. Jeff Cobb, Paul London, and even Dick Togo.
0: Oh, do you know what? Absolutely love Dick Togo. The fuck? Yeah. Nick, were you, Nick, oh, were you Dick Riley when you were when you were against Dick Togo? Was it? Yes, just-
1: it was. Match? It was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think to be honest, that's where it, when I was wrestling as Dick, that's what that kind of uh, era was when it started taking off. And and that match, I remember. I think I was giving him insults because he was called Dick and then I'd sell it like I was confused because my name is Dick. <laughs> um, it's on YouTube somewhere, but it, he's so, so good. But that, um, that back centre when he does off the top rope is horrific. I can imagine. It... <laughs> so did you go out
2: afterwards with Dick Toga?
1: No, I, I wanted to, but um, I think I was wrestling somewhere quite far away the next day, so I, oh, was, uh, okay, I was hesitant. Yeah. Wrestler life. <laughs> yeah isn't it yeah and um, way up the, the rough drive
2: <laughs> and obviously um you are now currently tagging with uh charlie sterling yeah um, and it's not the first time of course that you tagged um you tagged years back. No, no, yeah. when he was under the, his different name as well um so is there a genuine friendship there
1: yeah yeah i've known charlie i, I want to say pretty much when i came in maybe maybe a year so year or so later and then we've been mates ever since pretty much like the same stuff apart from he's not a big football fan, but, but everything else we like the same and always kept in touch. Um, so when this opportunity came, I actually, progress actually wanted to bring me in. And then, uh, one of the promoters, he was saying that they were going to run a tag tournament. And I said, Oh, I've got this idea that me and my mate, Charlie, and he said, oh, I know Charlie is. And then we went from there and it just kicked on.
2: Nice. Nice. Um, I must he- say that the, um, Sorry to jump in, Ross, but those vignettes at the start were adorable with you guys just saying how great friends you were. It was a, a do real know, highlight of those early progress shows on the
1: network. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you know what it did? It, because we had no fans there, I felt those vignettes really they made you want to watch it because they built a story. And especially because watching watching fans with no shows is it's hard. Like it's even hard for, you know, I'm a wrestler and I watch it and I find it difficult, but but those those packages definitely
0: made you invested. I found anyway. Was that like a, a conscious decision for you guys to kind of go like really human with it? Because they didn't feel like wrestling vignettes. They felt like it's like yeah, I'm just you know yeah. What I mean? yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think it was because we we saw the other the tag vignettes and um the the Lycos gym do their own kind of thing, and we knew Sunshine Machine were going over the top, and we just said. Like for us, our, our best attributes are to be ourselves and to be—we have kind of like a, a lot of banter together. So we just went in there wanting to do that and wanting to get that across. We felt like that would show who we are better than if we tried to, tried to force a you know macho promo or something. So that's what we did. Yeah,
2: and I and I'd love to second what um, one of the mats said there, where um, <laughs> it, was a massive, it was a massive part of um, getting you over with these boys. Um, I was fortunate enough to see you a few times. Uh, uh, chaos when you were yeah. um, oh, great. Uh, still wrestling as Dick Riley, yeah. uh, with uh, Big Grizz. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't take long for these boys to be completely happy with what you guys were doing. I think the first oh, match bad. was it the Jones match, boys, that you
0: first saw him in.
2: Quite possibly uh, Jones and the other lad, Big Lad.
0: Oh, Brendan, Brendan White. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Grizzly Souls, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was
1: our, our first. Um, we did we did free with them, and that first one was like that was. I think that was the first time I'd wrestled since the start of the COVID uh, like cut off. I think it may have been the same for the rest of them. So we were all. Uh, I don't want to say we we're not uh, not physically, you know, in the best condition. Well, yeah, no, I suppose we weren't in in the best condition. So by the time we we'd had a few months back, it, the, the I think the second or. Yeah, the second one's my favourite one of that series. Yeah,
2: all those matches are just great. And the match actually that you had versus Sterling was amazing. I really love that match, mate. Amazing ah, match.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I was really proud of that one. Um, and I, I always say to Charlie as well, the, the only thing is if it had fans there, God, it would just been so much better. Yes.
2: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to back Ross up on that. That match felt like a, a big deal. Yeah, it was it was
0: presented in like an epic way as well. It was quite long, if I remember rightly, as well, wasn't it? It was like yeah, that's right. And talking about
2: having fans back, Nick, this will be your first show at the ballroom. I'm sure that you. (laughs) I'm sure that you've seen footage of ballroom shows in the past and seen what the fans are like. Are you very excited for it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I, um, me and Charlie have this conversation all the time. We don't even know if we're going to come out and people are going to hate us because we've been resting in front of no fans. So to us. We don't know what reception we're going to get, and I've watched a few uh, few of their shows on the network, and they they can be quite hostile. So who yeah. knows? Yeah, but I can't wait for it because just fans give you energy, gives you atmosphere. Even if you feel a match isn't going well, if the crowd are into it, you can just flip it on its head so easily. Yeah. Um, so um. Just makes- so Nick, Nick, have you not been to a progress chapter as a fan before? Out of interest. No, 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 never. Always wanted to. I've nearly been booked twice. I was like a backup, someone couldn't do it. And then the last minute they could, I think that was in Bournemouth I was gonna be on. So I've been chasing to get on there for, well, years, I reckon, finally getting to do it is. The the yeah. lads on here
2: might be a bit biased, but I, I can't imagine you're going to get a great reception in the ballroom against TK and Mambo. But we'll do you know what I mean? Manbo. Yeah, this is what said as
0: well. Um, I mean, you sound like a lovely bloke, Nick, but I'm going to be booing the shit out of you if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it don't
1: you know doesn't matter to me.
0: But... What I love about it though, Nick, is is the fact
1: that
2: obviously TK and Mambo are going to have the home kind of crowd because yeah, they're, like so well known in that venue in that promotion. But but um, knowing what you and Sterling are capable of, I love the fact that either you're going to get kind of a muted start and then you're going to win them over, yeah. people are going to boo you and then by the end they're going to cheer you.
1: Yeah, and do you know what? I think it will be the second one, which I'm completely fine with because you, this is, for me and Charlie as well, it's, um, it's like fresh water. We have to show what we can do. You know, You're not expecting everyone to go out and watch what we've done we'll show people what we're capable of, and then that, hopefully, then will get us some back in. Absolutely.
2: And final question before we go into the card itself. As someone who's been around the block um, doing the smaller shows in the UK, is there anyone from the scene that, that you feel is the next in line to kind of be brought up into the progress roster?
1: Oh, that's a good question. You know I can't think off the top of my head, but I know that there's so many that like deserve that platform to be seen. Well, I'll have a think and get back to you. Cheers, mate. (laughs) From following Chaos, I would love to see
2: uh, Beano have a shot. Yeah, he's wrestled a couple of times there before, I think. I saw Beano on a show, I think. I think he's done some dome shows, but like never... He wrestled wrestled Pete Dunne in a dog. That's it. That's it, yeah. I was there in Birmingham when they they did that, yeah. Yeah. He was over, though. Like, he was over even for that Beano, to be fair. Yeah. Well, anyone who has that theme music
0: they're getting sure. over it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> I've on a follow-up to that nick in terms of uh, people in your past yeah. showing up in progress what what do you think the chances of uh, of seeing Redman redmond there one day yeah i think he fits bill
1: um he's obviously if you want a straight-laced british wrestling chain wrestling match he is the man for it you know he, he taught me and honestly he there's still things that he does and i think bloody hell like you never taught me that and it's I really think if he had a proper wrestling match there he'd get so over so appreciated
0: I think him and Allmark for example I think would take the place definitely
2: and if rumour has it get him versus Corey Graves
0: come on (laughs) yes yes
1: I've seen that I've just read that today that he's coming back possibly
2: (laughs) so moving on to the the next part of the podcast is the round table have you ever Oh, yeah let's quickly go through the cards. um i've got a little preview for each match we'll just yep. go through quickly the first match that we're going to talk about is the progress world title number one contendership six-way match absolutely stacked match this you've got jody fleisch dan maloney roy johnson malik warren banks and man like darice wow is this this looks like it'll be an absolute wild one i'm not too sure if it's first Cramble. to a pinfall or if it's five pins and one man left I'm not too sure uh, but I'm a big fan of seeing Roy back in the ring doing what he should be doing rather than hosting now that they've got um, Simon Miller doing that
1: why this why.
2: and it's a lovely little um, mixture of high-flying strong style and Hoss yeah.
0: so yeah I'm looking forward to it. What about you boys're like I, I love all six of them we've we talked to him before like like Malik style so so great live as well. I mean, I'm at the moment. I mean, Jody Waltham Walthamstow boy, all over him. But um, I, I mean, mm-hmm. the guy who I want to see win, who I just think is absolute complete package at the moment, is uh, Warren Banks. He's, I think, he's incredible. I think he's got everything. Yeah, it's just, it's. I think that's yeah, going to be wild and a, a fun ma- match. Do you think that that will open as it's like a crazy match to like start the show with? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually think that they'll go a. Uh, and I'm, I'm just just pulling this out of my ass, but I don't think we'll get a dark <laughs> match, and I think they'll just just open with that as just to get the crowd red hot, possibly. But I might be wrong.
1: How about you, Nick? Yeah, yeah. I was actually speaking to Dan Dan Maloney before I come on here. To me, just Dan is the best. I absolutely love watching Dan work. Have you taken so a risk, Nick? Uh, nah, not yet. Um, <laughs> fr- it looks frightening. Um, <laughs> But no, I haven't, you know, I've only I wrestled him when he was like 18, 19, and I haven't actually wrestled with him since. So I'm hoping that maybe we could do a tag with 0121, uh, isn't it, down the line. That'd yeah. be nice. And Jody Fleisch, I honestly, I think he's like Benjamin Button. He, every time I see him, and he always <laughs> tells me he's he honestly he's always like, oh yeah, I'm in really bad shape. And I look at him, he's got like a 12-pack and he's absolutely <laughs> jacked. I just think well, this isn't the same guy that I used to watch. On the wrestling channel, it's yeah. like he, even me and Charlie, we were we were going to lift to the hotel during those um, progress tapings and just chatting, to him stuff, and and picking his brain. And then when we get back to the room, like we just you know took information off Jody Flies. It's mental that we used to watch him on the wrestling channel, and now you know we're pals of him. It's, it's crazy. And
0: that's awesome. And
2: with both guys, that this match is going to be fucking insane. Like six lads
0: who can fucking go. For me, oh, I, like man like Derice as well. He's he's fantastic as well. I was about to say, bro, oh, yeah.
2: man like Derice for me is like an absolute star. I love man like Derice. I was used to love him on the attack shows when we used to go. Just and a great lad.
1: He's a massive Villa fan as well, so he gets oh, he's he's me.
2: playing to my strengths. Um,
1: <laughs> but
2: yeah, uh, love the guy, and I I agree. Warren Banks once he he's just a. Fucking problem, innit? Again, to look, look at him and the, the way he was dealing with people and that feud with Ridgeway on those chapters that run the network. Like I completely agree. I think Warren Banks is the guy that that takes this. Like, oh, it's gonna be a great match though. Maloney, Derees, like there's some real talented guys in this match. Yeah. I personally am going for a Malek win, but i honestly it's a roll, it's just
0: roll that dice really. I, I love his, by the way, I love his 1980s slick style manager. Yes, yeah. Costa. costa's great <laughs> yeah it, Al. he's brilliant yeah
2: 100 um previous to going on to the next match you've mentioned football a few times nick as yeah. a West Country boy um i'm also a west country boy and i'm stuck with bristol city who's your team
1: i'm actually from birmingham
2: oh okay that's where
1: i was born and raised
2: nice so you're quite lucky there because otherwise you're stuck with some pretty poor teams down in the West Country. Yeah, isn't there?
1: Yeah, like, uh, I'd, I'd speak to Eddie Ryan and he's a big Plymouth fan. But yeah, what, they League Two, League One, I forget now. League One now, yeah. But, yeah.
2: Nick, it's going to mean absolutely nothing to you, but I used to, when I was at uni, I had a season ticket in Holt ends, so we can be friends now. Oh, legend. Well, yes, <laughs> But I am a part-time fan, so you can also hate me. So. Um, I'll take that. Next up, we've got Kid Lykos versus Gene Money. Both of these wrestlers uh, lost at the last chapter pretty heartbreakingly. They lost to Ridgway, Lykos did, and then Money lost by ref stoppage in his progress title match. So it's a case here of someone will bounce back and someone else will fall further down the card. So a big pressure match big and a big fight feel. How do you think this one will be going, guys? Is this controversial to say that Gene Money is really good? Not controversial at all. He is very... Like, but, like, I, I feel like I'm I'm arguing with myself. Like, when I first saw Gene Money, I was like, oh, he's funny. Like, he does the comedy stuff really well. But, like, watching him on them progress chapters, I was like, oh, no, the guy can fucking go. He's so good. And I hope we see a little bit more of that in progress than the comedy side. As good as the comedy side is, and he is great at it, I want to see him, like, go with people. And I'm hoping he just fucking squashes like us, to be honest.
0: <laughs> it's, 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 I thought his promo to build the uh, the Cara match was really good. Yeah, it kind of gave you chills, and that that was a that was a very good match. We, oh, we didn't actually talk about the, before. Maybe we'll get to it with Cara. But talking about Gene versus Cara from the from the last show, Nick, you had a banger with Cara. That opening stretch was mental.
1: Yeah, it was um. You know, I was talking to to someone the other day. There's a bit in it right near the start where I go to Moonsault and he goes to do that John Moore drop dropkick.
0: And we, like, we like
1: collide. Uh, and I knee him straight in the side of the head. And he is rocked. Like, he doesn't know where he is. And uh, I just and thought that was really
0: good selling. I didn't realise he was man. actually done. <laughs> yeah, it was legit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and my nose hit his knee and it just like, just exploded. It's kind of like, well, there's no fans there. So we could stop and we could, you know, sort ourselves on that. But we just... In our heads, we're not, in, you know, we're, we're carrying on. We just p- carry on going. So I think like the next 30 seconds after that are a bit ropey because none of us know where we are really. And then we sort of kind of come back into it. But um, yeah, when you watch it, it's that bit there is just a car wreck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Talking of a uh, strong style then, Nick, with um, Gene yep. Money having coming off one of his toughest losses, do you think that that will see the serious side of, of uh, Gene Money um, in this one?
1: Yeah, do you know, I'm going to go with, uh, with Villa Matt here and say <laughs> I've, seen some, I've seen some clips of Gene over these shows and I've seen them live. I didn't realise, because uh, I've got a big thing about creative wrestlers who do moves that maybe no one else has done and you've got your own stuff. And I've seen some things I'd never seen before that he was doing. And I really didn't know he had that in his locker. So yeah, I'm, I'm back in the same that you will see more of this from him.
2: Yes, yeah, shout shout. Um, and um, In terms of predictions, guys, for this one,
0: I'm going Gene. Yeah, yeah I'll go Gene mm-hmm. as well. Actually, yeah. Team Gene. <laughs> By the way, it's, it, <laughs> in terms of talk about the other guy in the match, I thought his um the run with the um him and the other the super young Lykos, a the I think they're great, but B, isn't it just great having like Lycos healthy for so long? Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, I Before, think I've been at, at least one show where his elbow went, or his shoulder went. So it's great to see him wrestling consistently.
1: He's put some size on as well now. And and just after working as well, I realise how good he is. He just he's got such a great mind for it as well. Um, yeah, he's a top lad. Both of them are. I got a lot of time for them.
2: Yeah. Crazy how good a promo he is, because for so long yeah. for so long he was a silent wolf and then he started doing those um, shows at the Dome where he was the guest host. And wow, he, is he good yeah. on the mic. So good on the mic. Next up, we have off Martina against Taonga. So this is Martina's first progress match, actually, since the Ali Pali Rumble. The one where, of course, Chris Roberts did the Vertebraker. <laughs>
1: no way. <laughs> I've not seen that, and I want to see that.
2: <laughs> um, Taonga only has two singles wins to a name in progress. And she's just lost her feud to Raven Creed. So she's really up against it here. And she's going to be up against a raucous crowd because Martina gets the crowd really, really going. But um, will Martina be having her game face on or or will she be all about the party?
1: Tonga and Tonga. I just see it. Do you know what? I see all that fun and everything like that. She's going to get serious and just bang. That's how I see it anyway.
2: That will certainly silence that crowd. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, yes, it will. (laughs) Talking about hot I, openers, I mean Session Moth would be a hot opener, right? Mm. Depending on what she comes out to.
0: But I think I, I personally really like to see like, Tonga win this. I I, I love uh, you know, Session Moth as much as everyone, but like um I think especially because obviously she's not been she was new, Nick, I guess you, you may know this, I think she was new yeah. during the um, the no crowd era. So having like yeah. her kind of first crowd matches a big statement win against like a Brit rest legend. You can I'm legend. Like I think it'd be, yeah, I think it'd be really cool to see. Like I said, it will silence the crowd, but I think in a good way. Yeah,
1: definitely. And it helped build her as well. So um, yeah. yeah, I, I agree. Well, I
0: think, yeah, I think Session off
2: is good enough, cold take. I think session Mop is good enough to get Tonga over if that's the way they're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we've got another women's match. We've got Lana Austin versus Charlie Evans. Charlie returns <laughs> to the all-room after her massively impressive performances over the pond. Um, will we see the extreme side of Charlie Evans? Um, we've we've seen her seemingly bleed on the weekly <laughs> over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> And Lana's coming into this one full of confidence after finally ending her progress, win the streak of six matches in the last chapter with an impressive win over Laura Di Matteo. I,
1: I kind of think that people are going to expect some blood and guts from Charlie just because of that now. Wherever she goes, whatever match she's in. But, you know, I guess you can't always have that. But, but we'll see, I guess. Nick, can I ask you, again, this yeah. is somebody who goes to London shows, Lana Austin has,
2: has been pretty consistently booked but never in like a prominent yeah. position, but I know she's booked quite strongly like North in England.
1: Like yeah, how definitely. good is she? Oh, she's quality. It, you only have to watch like uh, for me. So it's maybe it's because it's like a restless take. I don't know, but I kind of know how good someone is by how they move in the ring and how they maneuver themselves for everything. And she's just class at that. And that, I think that's why, and probably the experience as well. She's been wrestling a long time. Yeah.
0: Um, so I do hope she, I do hope she gets a good push. She's good, good enough to. I think sometimes like it can like work against you at times if you're seen as being like the good hand almost, and you're just given like yeah. the person on the way up or whatever without actually, you know, getting that. Up. Well, I know she's got a lot of opportunities elsewhere, but maybe in progress, not got the opportunities her, her experience has probably deserved. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree to that.
2: And then next up, you're heading into the second half of the matches. We've got Dean Allmark versus Axel Tisha, which is going to be map-based grappling at its finest, and I personally can't wait for it. Um, It's going to be the first-time encounter for the pair, which is pretty cool, and a ballroom debut for both men. Allmark has only lost once in progress, and that was to champion Cara Noir out of his six matches. So he's got a very impressive win-loss record. Yeah. Tisha is making his debut for progress, where, of course, his ring cap for mates made such an impression. So... I'm massively looking forward to this and I think it's going to be one where the wrestlers will be backstage making sure that that is one that they watch.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've never seen it personally, but I think it's extremely rare that you'll catch D-Mark have a bad match. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be, I don't want to say match of the night because there's so many candidates for match of the night. But Axel's WXW champ as well, is he? I think he is, yeah. I think, yeah. So I think there's there's another added incentive there,
2: so yeah, I really think it's should be a banger. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I'll agree with that. Uh, sorry, Bram, I'll, I'll go no, now no, bro. Bro. <laughs> um, But yeah, this was the match when I'm when I said to my mates about this card, and I was like, "Should we go?" This was the match that caught their eye. But maybe it's just because obviously Axel has has been in WWE and they recognise yeah. him. But yeah, All Mark was a bit of a standout at times on on those shows. Like, I'll be honest, as much as he's a legend of the Brit wrestling scene. He was a guy that wasn't on my radar because I've not seen him. But watching him work, I'm like, fuck me. How have I never seen yeah. this guy work? Like, he is an absolute smooth as fuck, right? Uh, and yeah, this is, is no news to anyone, uh, anyone who's listening. Like, you all know this. But, yeah, it's the match that I might be most looking forward to. So I presume Axel gets the win. But, like, this is going to be a fucking great match.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's sometimes weird as a like a wrestling fan, especially when you, I get probably like those guys I watch a lot of it. You almost like naturally, like subconsciously, fantasy book in your head and think of pairings and think, oh, those guys had. Are- be a great click. I've never like put together like all Mark and Tisha in my head, but it's one of these things you see it on paper. And you're like, Oh my God, that's well, well done. The people at Progress <laughs> yeah, for so finding those two names and putting it together because it's just going to be incredible, but just like, yeah, just a, a one that doesn't naturally come to mind. But when you see it, like, Oh, obviously that's going to be brilliant. I, I think quickly on all again, I, I watched all the, um, seen all the Progress shows, but, but yeah, specifically the, uh, the ones during the no crowd era and like, Similar to Matt, but maybe a little bit worse. I had um, heard of all Matt, but I just think of him as all-star. And I think there's sometimes a natural thing in a lot of wrestling fans that kind of look maybe down on that type of british wrestling the camp style or whatever and like you realize when you see that like we're just idiots for thinking that and i, I was just found myself like why would i discount someone based on such a stupid thing like that when he's absolutely brilliant <laughs> like he's also yeah. he must appeal to someone like you nick because he's got like all the moves i know that you're a fan of that it, style of wrestling, and he's just yeah, yeah. It, and it's just how slick he is
1: it just yeah. it, it makes it look absolutely effortless and i seen on Facebook the other day. I think he's 40 or 41. It, and he moves like that. Jesus. But it just puts you know, so many people to shame, almost. Can I just say, obviously, Ross
2: and Bram, obviously, you'll know John, uh, my mate. Of all the guys who were on them progress cards, and there was guys like Jacobs that I'd never seen that I'm just, like, in love with now. Uh, John was like, who is this Allmark guy? He might be the best wrestler I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> so, like... So to him, Allmark is the absolute epitome of what progress should (laughs) be (laughs) booking. Love it. Next up, we've got the tournament final. Obviously, the previous winner was Charlie Evans. That's quite interesting that she's in the house for this card. Um, Who knows if she plays a part in the finish of this, perhaps? You've got Rio versus Mercedes-Blaze. Rio makes a boring debut here. She's only had two matches in progress. She's won both, made the final of the tournament. Blaze, obviously far more experienced at Progress, has wrestled at the ballroom previously, and she's won six out of her last eight matches in Progress. So both wrestlers heading into the match full of confidence, pretty much a 50-50 shout here um, in terms of who will win the match, but it should be a great one. Can I just copy James on saying that Blaze has got the best selection of jackets ever? <laughs> so we'll give her that before Nick gives us yes, the actual does. the actual analysis, <laughs> which is good.
1: <laughs> no, no, you're, you're spot on. Those Jackets are incredible. Um, I've, I've now seen them close up and, yeah, they're class. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't even predict a winner there. I think they're both 50-50. They've both got so many strong points. It's,
0: uh, yeah, it's impossible to pick one, for me anyway. I, I actually, I feel a bit sorry for Blaze because I think the... The run that she's had in the no crowd, and obviously Nick, as you were saying, I think everyone yeah. everyone struggles in that. But I think particularly the kind of character that she was trying to portray, it's hard to do that without fans. I think, um, yeah, you can't, can't feed to, off anything. Yeah, very difficult. So it'll be interesting to see how she she goes on in the ballroom. I've I've not seen much of Rio, but our main feedback is at some point she's going to change her name, right? I think because there's there is another, and it's. You, you flip two letters around But <laughs> there is another female wrestler called Rio Unless you want to book them against each other And blow even more people's brains But um, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do about that
2: um, And then we're heading into The match that We're most excited about of course Which is the Progress Tag Team title match Smoking <laughs> Versus The Sunshine Machine Sunshine. And the Sunshine lot have said that you've been ducking them after their um, streak that, that uh, they've been on,
1: but you accepted their challenge. Are you worried about them? They've just won the Rev Pro Tag Belts as well. Um, and I, I always said, uh, and I've said it to them as well, I love watching them. Some of their tag moves are so creative. So I just can't wait to mix up with them and just, just see what comes out, you know. So fingers crossed that we're going to steal the show.
2: We have to admit here, uh, Nick, that the only other pro wrestler that we've had, had on this podcast is TK Cooper. So we're going to be <laughs> pretty conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you if you took a vote on the Wrestling Should Be Fun alumni, it would probably be unanimously against Nick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how the crowd will be when we uh, get there as well, because... TK and Mambo like you can't help but love them I love them it just it, they just have something that draws you into them yes I'm guessing oh. you've wrestled them a bunch though Nick right like elsewhere or I've never wrestled Mambo oh, okay. and I've wrestled TK in strike a few times and that's it mm-hmm. so it's great I finally get to work him because I've been in on shows with him loads and loads so yeah I'm looking forward to that
2: uh do you have any tactics in place
1: but he's not going to um, tell you now, is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I tell so you, you'll tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I have to keep them in them away. <laughs> Force them what, into what putting the red thing? bro belts on the line at the same time. That's that's that's, that's the plan. What is quite
2: interesting, <laughs> actually, is that if they do win the titles, which we hope that that they don't,
1: you're <laughs> um, well, not speaking pro, politics all, right it? there.
2: Um, is that both the women's? And the tag team will will uh, will be held by the same people in Referee and Progress.
1: No way. I d- I doubt that's even happened before as well.
2: Yeah, massively mad. So yeah, boys, how are you feeling about this tag match? I'm I excited. I think about six months ago we said what is going to be the first match back in the ballroom, and I think I said it would be something involving TK and Mambo winning the tag titles. But now Nick's on the podcast. I want to take that back. Um,
0: <laughs> up, up, up the villa. <estersendo> up the villa.
2: Yupiaya, Yupiaya.
0: No, Dale is going to be in his karma.
2: Yeah, John McGinn is going to win the.
0: Yeah.
2: No, I just think it's going to be a. It's going to be a great match. I don't just say that because Nick's here, Like, I think it's going to be potentially match of the night or match of the day, whatever we're calling a progress.
1: Sunday.
2: Yes, yes. I'm just looking forward to the match. I just think it's going to be an absolute banger because it's four guys you can go right, um, and I'm not pandering to Nick. I do think that Brum, Any any other hot takes?
0: on that, well, I, I am a, I am going to blow a bit of uh, smoke up Nick's ass just because I'm going to go on to say that I want him to lose. But the <laughs> um, I, I do generally think that your lad's style is going to. I think it's going to be great because there will probably be a bunch of Progress fans there that haven't. Caught up, and I remember when first seeing you guys. I remember just messaging rotten and These West Country lads can go, can't they? Because it's like the, <laughs> the the way that you look at it, is you kind of expect you to wrestle a certain like way, like both like technicians, and then you just yeah, start definitely. pulling all these mad moves out of your asses, and you're like, Jesus, yeah. this is like, <laughs> this is mad, and it's like, yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I think that when people those start things start popping up, I think uh, I think it'll be actually even better that there's going to be a bunch of the crowd that might not have seen you guys before. I think that'll actually. Yeah, just those surprises and when the, the match starts to ramp up, I think it'll uh, it'll be brilliant. But one thing I will say, I was doing some research about this, like Mambo has got the fourth most amount of progress matches of all time and TK and eighth. If no Mambo's way. only Mambo's now only, if you not just chapters, but across everything, Mambo is now only ten off, which is something that he's potentially because the three people uh, above him are uh, uh, not current roster anyway so it's not to say that a couple of them might, might not do uh, the odd show but it'll be interesting to mm. see because uh mambo realistically could become mr progress within the next year and actually be the have the most batches out of anyone he's on 79 and 89
2: that is a great stat <laughs> <laughs> as well
0: because of, because of the nature of a lot of the the wrestling databases i had to compile a lot of that myself
2: if so. Brum was
0: really an yeah. Optus guy he'd, he'd mention what was number one the
2: day that Mambo wrestled his first match but
1: he's not <laughs> <laughs> that's always the classic to stat. they go <laughs> on the
2: day that they wrestled their
0: first match anyway it was, it was actually blue by Eiffel 65
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Nick um, just to wrap things up on your
1: match is it just yep. an element of excitement and nerves yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm buzzing for it. I know the crowd reaction might not be what we want it to be, but I don't think that will matter when we're there and we're feeling the moments. So, yeah, I am buzzing for it. And because I've never worked ballroom before, it's always been on my bucket list. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait.
2: It is a bit of a shame that that like for your first match, you're not up against Spike or someone who will guarantee that you'll get cheered definitely yeah (laughs) I was gonna say Nick Nick would you prefer to be against like
1: an outright heel
2: on your first match or is this like Um, what the hand you've been dealt with so you're fine
1: yeah it's weird like I I actually like the challenge of going out there maybe not being you know the most liked and then just seeing how how it plays out just because that's half the fun reading the crowd sometimes so for me as much as yeah it would have been easier if you just had a out and out villain um I think this is the perfect match to come back to, especially because the styles between them and us is perfect. Like you just, we're all doing the same kind of thing, you know, with these high flying big moves. So I think together, it's it just great booking. Just
2: as the slightly worried Nana of the group, completely <laughs> <leave it> safe. <laughs> <laughs> and that leaves us with the main event, which is a best three out of five fours match between the champion Cara Noir, Matt Connolly's favourite wrestler of all time, and Chris Ridgway. Ridgway lost by ref stoppage to Cara um, in an early chapter of the No Fan era, and then they had a 30-minute Ironman match that ended 3-3. So for this time, it's first two-three falls. Can Ridgway make it third time lucky against Cara Noir? You um, and Sterling beat both of these wrestlers at Chapter one-two-two two in a tag team match, and yep. just how good are they?
1: Uh, yeah. They're two of the best. I mean, Cara is, just has banger after banger after banger. He's just, he for me, he's like the whole package, the look, the the mannerisms, everything about him and, you know, the entrance as well. I've seen in that tag match, they obviously start hitting each other and I have seen up close how hard they smack each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I was so glad it won't me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and Ridgway, he... I've seen the match he had with Gresham at Wrestle Carnival, and it's ridiculous. So they, they, they will do what I think everyone on the card is going to aim to do and steal the show. And they've just got so much history there as well. I just think it's just going to be class. And in front of fans, so you just get that atmosphere as well. So, yeah, I, I'll be watching for the curtain on that.
2: Ross, I was going to say, you watched the Cara water match in the week, right? How good was that? Yeah, I did. I caught it on the network. I'll be honest. I think it was filmed last month, but I'm pretty certain that in a week's time, Cara Noir will still be feeling the uh, shots from Walter in that match.
1: <laughs> My God. Oh, yeah, of course. That was the other week, wasn't it?
2: Yes. Um, is that on
1: the network, is it? It is. It, it
2: came on the network. Oh, quality. On the weekend. It's very much worth a watch, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, the crowd lapped it up. It goes around about half an hour. It's exactly what you want it to be. Carre Noir is over in Germany as well. Wow. he won the um he won the tournament, right? The uh, carrot, the sixteen carrot. He did, yeah, yeah. That prediction's coming in, boys. <laughs> Come on. So, thoughts on this main event to wrap up what looks an insane card for the first match back with fans. From, I think- I'm just going
0: to say how good it is. So go on, you say how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was only going to say how good it is. So. <laughs> I think with like two out of three falls matches, and in this case, you know, three out of five. I like how they've actually called it first to three. It comes it rolls off the tongue a bit better than three out of five. Yeah, but I think the um. I think sometimes if you're watching those kind of matches on TV, there is a bit of a lag of, oh well, when's right, okay, when's it actually gonna get to the fall? That matters almost. I think yeah. that three things here. One, because it's live, that goes out of the window a lot because you're just watching two fantastic wrestlers do what they do. I think secondly, the nature of what these guys' rivalry is and as Nick's touched on, how physical they go at each other. I think, you know, it's not gonna be the first thing on your mind is the fall. It's just gonna be the spectacle of it. So and I just think it's been bolstered as such of an epic. I think it is, you know, again, the cold take. Last part of this is it's gonna be very good. But I actually don't think the format is going to take anything away from it, which it sometimes does in its kind of TV equivalents. Mm. Yeah, bang on that. My take on it is um
2: I keep on mentioning this match on the podcast, but I was at a show where Ridgeway played Hill and he was up against Candy Floss and he was such a nasty bastard. And he's got that streak in him, and he's going to need it against Caranoa. And it's and as you said about his strikes earlier, we're going to feel those hits in that in that board right, yeah. next week. I can't wait. I think Ridgeway kind of gets done dirty sometimes. Like I, I always read a bit of negativity around Ridgeway, but he's always someone that's connected with me. I think he. He hits as hard as anyone. I like, I like the aesthetic he's gone for, like where he's just a fucking nasty cunt. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to this a lot. Nothing to do with car even. like I just, I just <laughs> like
1: Ridgeway's in a main event spot. Yeah, he deserves it as well. He deserves a, a shot to be there. And I think, you know, to headline the first one back as well is big. Like it's a fair play to the both of them as well. And he's main evented ballroom before, right?
2: I remember him and Walter main event. Yeah, it, was, it, was,
1: it was him and Walter, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So
0: it's not unusual him to headline
2: yeah so that's chapter one two seven we'll be in our usual corner
0: nick Ross, we're- are we not are we not predicting the main event mate
2: it's Cara all day come on what's the point in asking <laughs> <that>? <laughs> it's done put a fork it's in that it put- it's done
0: oh yeah because because uh, first show back there there's only going to be one title change and we know what that is right nick
1: <laughs> yeah bridgeway is winning about
0: i'll go go one step further on that yeah i agree with you guys cara's winning but um spike's gonna win strong style and he's gonna be the guy to beat cara there you go hot take Um... (laughs) (laughs) what what about is is the other prediction what do we think uh do we think there may be uh there may be something else first first show back new owners are they gonna maybe throw a surprise in or, or not necessarily a surprise, but something else going on on the card that's maybe not necessarily advertised or am I am, am I getting just too giddy because I'm so much looking forward to the show?
1: Do you know what? I I say I'm in the loop, but I, I obviously know little bits, but I don't even know if that's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen. Do you know what I mean? That It's got that kind of feel and we, we only kind of get told about our matches. So if something is... It wouldn't even surprise me if they just kept it from us and it happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: In last week's pod, Matt Connolly predicted that Jeff Jarrett will be the Progress Champion by the ed- by the end of the year. So, wow. <laughs> <near> Adam, but <laughs> you were,
1: you extrapolate
2: never Jeff Jarrett for Ryback,
1: right
0: and maybe I, I saw his
1: tweets, and I I, did, I thought, where the hell did that come from? So, uh, yeah, you never know.
0: <laughs> Nick, have you got a slap nuts match in you? Do you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll take. I'll take the guitar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's the round table. Uh, we'll now move on to Book Bingo.
0: B-I-N-G-O and Bingo was his name. Oh.
2: So we have got Nick Riley versus Asuka. Asuka. Wow.
0: Nice. Asuka. Do you want to give us the opponent and then we can? We Do you want can me to play?
2: give you the opponent for Asker and then you guys pick who you pick? Okay, the opponent was Jamie Noble. Okay, okay. who
0: wants to go first? We get so many agenda matches, don't we? Yeah.
2: Nick Riley versus Asuka or Nick Riley versus Jamie Noble? Okay, I'll go first. So this is going to be in the world of NXT. Um, Nick Riley and Charlie Sterling get the call up and they skip NXT UK. They go straight over to Orlando, feuding with the likes of GYV and MSK and that lot, Imperium. And by the way, you'd have amazing matches with all three of those. And Asuka comes down. Um, similar to what AJ Styles is doing. um, But she does um, a little feud with uh, Mandy Rose. And there's a backstage spot where Mandy Rose is doing a thing where she's telling everyone that she's so sexy and she's better than everyone else because she's really attractive. And Asuka's had enough. And she goes to do the green mist on her, but she misses. And um, we all know that um, Charlie loves her a, a cup of tea because he's the um, <laughs> mad teacups yeah. uh, and he's just having some tea and catering and Mandy ducks and it's actually Charlie that takes the green mist in, um, into the eyes and he's out of action for like eight weeks because you know this mist is destructive and Nick's left to f- bide time wondering how he was getting his TV time for eight weeks whilst his partner's out and he thinks <laughs> Do you know what I've seen Asuka have these matches in Japan against Suzuki, and she can hold her own up against men. And I'm going to be the first guy to break the the intergender rule in WWE. Yeah. And I'm going to go on the next NXT show. I'm going to call out Asuka, and I'm going to say, my boy's in hospital, and hospitals in America cost loads of money, and he's struggling <laughs> for money, and I need to fight for his honor. And we're going to get ourselves Asuka versus... Nick Riley on NXT, let's say, Vengeance, how that works. And, uh, yeah, so it's a premium live show. <laughs> so, you get, <laughs> so you get that extra bunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it, wow, well, I'll take that.
2: <laughs> and um, the match itself is brilliant. It's back and forth. Asuka's got a kicks and, a, um, and lots of her ass strikes. And it looks painful as hell. But eventually... Our man Nick Riley gets the win, and um, at, and then at, at the end, Charlie c- comes out blindfolded, and out, and we get the nice hug and redemption for Charlie Sterling. Super, superb! That was very well done, Ross. Thanks, mate. You've done this before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Brum, I you one. going next,
2: right? You've yeah.
1: got
0: Jamie
2: Noble. yes,
0: have Jamie Noble. Right. So, um, I know you guys call yourself wrestling fans, but are you really wrestling fans? Do you actually know the proper inside dirt? There's <laughs> a question for you. Um, do you know what is the, the most least known fact about Vince Russo? He's
2: a fucking genius. I
0: don't know. Well he is actually and this leads into it because a lot of people put Russo down and like think he's like he's not as you know, he's 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 an idiot or whatever. But in um, <laughs> in february I know where you're going. <laughs> in february 2000 whilst working out how he was going to book goldberg versus like the millionaires club or something he actually accidentally invented time travel um so <laughs> And it's like again, you guys—you're probably not big wrestling fans like me. You won't know this, but it's like most of us on the inside know. Like Russo cracked it, but obviously he cares about protecting the space-time continuum, so he didn't actually like use it for anything—anything anything dangerous. But he did get into a point where he wanted a—he had a young dragons match, but there yeah. was a, there was an a, a, against uh, Lodi and Lenny Lane, but they got injured late on. Oh, it's like what I'm gonna do. This is just, there's no one in the roster that I can have a really hot match against the Young Dragons, bro. And I need a really solid two minutes, 40 seconds, 2000 Nitro Classic. What I'm going to do. Oh, no. So he uses his time machine to go 20 years in advance. And it's like, I'll just see what the closest shows around me finds terrified it's like a post like d- it's like a dystopian future everyone's got masks like the streets are yes. blind but finds himself in like deepest darkest peckham and walks <laughs> into this like what looks like some sort of abandoned factory um like and then just looks up and it's like oh there's a wrestling ring this is exactly what i need and he sees sees nick and he sees charlie and he's like <laughs> fucking hell these lads can go what i need to do is uh i need to go over you know whisper in their ear after the match and they're like, is that That looks like vince russo there over there and they're chatting tra- that the, they just just come off a match with like Jim, that can't be vince russo he looks about 20 years younger that looks peak now it must just be a lookalike and so he comes up he goes, oh no lads like just you uh I mean, he, he's speaking in a New York accent rather than like my Ponty one, but he's do, doing his old bro stuff and going, come, come on, I'll, I'm going to book you. What do you mean you're going to book me? Look, what, on one of you like your new weird Christian shows. No, I'm going to book you on Nitro. Young <laughs> Dragons, you up for it? And then he's like, Phew. they have to go speak to Wizard James. Look, have you got, have you got uh, can you leave us off the next show? We're going to go, we're going to get booked on Nitro. i like, what do you want about that? So, don't worry about it. Vince has got it sorted. So gets him in, getting his time machine, ships back, Straight there, no build. Walk straight out. Nitro set. Everyone's going wild. They're like, who are these young hunky studs? They look like something straight out of the NWA. These are going to be amazing. But then they're pulling out all their flips. Everyone's like blown away. It's like, oh no, they can actually go. They're like the uh, Steiner's come. Hooven to Guerrero. Everyone's losing yeah. their shit. It's the best. It's the best. Best two minute forty second classic that 2000 (laughs) nitro has ever seen and russo's uh over the moon he's like oh you've done an absolutely incredible job lads but you know unfortunately no one can know about this knocks them both on the bonds throws them back in the time machine delivers them back to uh to peckham kid lycos is adamant he saw vince russo but everyone just thinks he's taking the piss wizard James thought it was a wind-up we go back to normal but if you go back and you look on the right tape and apparently and well because that was the big thing you know it got shown live because obviously they needed the match but Russo had to speak to Ted Turner to get it um written off because obviously if people saw 20 years time they'd realize that uh time travel was possible and they'd be bothering Russo again wouldn't they when he just likes to do his podcast and that kind of stuff so um that's not actually fantasy booking obviously there so i don't think no. it, I'm, just telling <laughs> that's legit. That, I'm telling you something that happened but so cheated but yeah they actually i actually watched that episode the other day so <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, is, is that the same one where nash like uh squashes about nine people yeah. in the same match without pinning anyone or and does doesn't pun- pin them yeah yeah, yeah. it's the <laughs> same
2: one and licks lunger beats buff
1: bagwell with a close line yeah it's the same one
2: yeah so Nick, you've heard our feud there. Did you have one yeah. in mind?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to say NXT because I think that's probably the place where it makes most sense. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, feud. so feudum of Asker. So there's going to be lots of, uh, I don't know, let's just say loads of matches are ending with the lights go out and someone in, who's got a black hood hoodie on, has got that asker face paint on, keeps three misting people. And then eventually, they they come out and just and they do the grand reveal. They pull the hood off, pull the hoodie off, and it's me, full Asker gear. I'm like head oh, to toe, yeah. face paint, everything, and I'm claiming that I'm the real Asker. <laughs> and then she comes out, and then it builds to this big match, and it's like the winner keeps the gimmick, and I go over because Charlie comes out full Asker gear and costs costs a match. So we're called the Smoke and Askers. And then we go on this <laughs> massive run, then we get jumped to Raw, we do Mania, everything. <laughs> and uh, we cemented the top t- tag
0: team in the, in the uh, universe. Smoking Askers,
2: yes. Smoking
1: Askers, oh, yeah. come
0: on. It's, it's, is there a... Because obviously there's a, a connection between... Because um, it's on the network. Do you think for one yeah. night only, they'd let you use the Smoking Askers gimmick?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? I bloody hope so because that it got I wasn't really thinking in my head I had the idea that I'd be dressed as Asuka, and then that kind of rolled off my tongue when I said it. And then I was like in my head I was like, that is fucking genius. So um
0: so yeah, I I'm, gonna, I'm so. gonna put it out there, Nick. If you turn up as the smoking Askers at the next show, I'll boo the shit out of TK and Mumbo. I'll, I'll switch allegiances.
1: We may not be welcome back again, but I mean, I would be popping for it.
2: <laughs> so, Coman, you've got a choice of three pretty decent ones there. Eh? I'll be honest; it's one of the highest standards that um, we've had. It's a brilliant <laughs> fucking run there, Ross. You came up with some fucking great ideas, but unfortunately, you're coming third. Oh, there's no disrespect Whoa. intended there, but like Brum's idea was thought out. It was it was brilliantly mapped. But smoking askers. I mean, yeah. I'd be an idiot if I didn't pander to the guest and just t- say that Nick has, has stole it. Brom, I'd love Russo to have yes. a time machine. For some, for some respect. Like, I'd love him to have it. But fuck
0: me. Yeah, I think I'd trust him to use it wisely.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would as well. But I Nick, I think even though it's your first time, I think... I think you've stole
1: it. I think the Smoking Askers are going to
2: absolutely destroy it next
1: day. Do you know what? I, I'm going to have to somehow convince a promoter to let us do that. <laughs> it's <laughs> too good not to do it now.
0: <laughs> just please, pl- please at least lock in like an Asker lock just just on on Mambo for for 20 seconds just for us. Just the only thing
2: block. that's um, a downfall for you, Nick, is the fact that you've won now, so you have to come on next week as well.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jokes jokes I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be getting my Asker gear made so I might not be able to make it <laughs> great is, is there anything that you wanted to plug just my social I'd use Twitter and Instagram uh, as Nick Riley Pro but that's it um, other than that um, and just if anybody can come progress come to progress because for me this it's massive this match and I just can't wait and the more people there the better in my eyes I can't wait for it Absolutely. Well, you certainly won us over,
2: and uh, we're looking forward to the match. And we apologise for booing you in advance. to Hang on, Ross. Ross, you said you're going to be conflicted. Don't pretend. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You won't be booing
1: or cheering. back
2: from it you'll now. be <laughs> I just no, meant no, as no, a collective. collective. I meant
0: as a collective. Ross will be doing a a both the what was it both these tags (laughs) both
2: these guys both these
0: guys on his own uh, yeah no we'll get you we'll boo you but we'll we'll get you half a shandy after the the match yeah I can't argue (laughs) with that
2: (laughs) well thanks very much for popping on Nick really had a great time having you on all the best for not just next week but moving forward into 2022
1: thanks guys thanks for having me on no problem
2: mate yeah, thank thanks you. Luke
0: that was class
1: what a lovely bloke yeah it was great wasn't he?
0: yeah lovely uh, I can't believe how, how much he smashed us at Booker Bingo that was an unbelievable <laughs> entry <laughs> I
2: gave it to him 50% because he's the guest and 50% because it was a fucking good idea <laughs> it was,
0: I, that was genuinely the best one
2: just the visual of um those two yeah. dresses, good. <laughs> so good. someone's been watching AEW <laughs> just an outside song <laughs>
1: yeah
2: yeah so that was chapter chapter episode 38 i'm so into progress now that was episode 38 thanks very much for listening and um, don't forget to subscribe on spotify on itunes where we get your podcasts and drink lots of water and look after your mates
0: wrestling should be fun should be fun wrestling should be fun wrestling should be fun should be fun wrestling should be fun